and welcome to another episode of Untraditionally Traditional, a podcast with me, Brittany Duncan, a millennial homemaker. Join me each week as I share all the things I've learned that make keeping your home, garden, and life running smoothly all while working. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so you get the episodes downloaded straight to you every Monday. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to Untraditionally Traditional, a Millennial Homemaker podcast. This episode is episode 16 on how to love laundry. In this episode, I dive into the often dreaded task of laundry and share with you how to transform it into a delightful experience. From sorting hacks to stain removal tricks, we'll be busting several myths that are causing your headaches in the laundry room that with simple changes can make laundry an enjoyable part of your homemaking journey. I want to give my parents credit for teaching me how to do laundry from a young age, how to carefully load our top loader washer so that the drum stayed balanced, how to measure the powdered granule-like detergent and pour it into the machine, how to separate lights from darks, when to use bleach and fabric softener, how often to check the dryer and untangle the contents so it dried evenly, how to hang clothes on a laundry line to dry efficiently, I think for people that are my age, I had a better education of the ins and outs of laundry than most do, yet I still dreaded the task all throughout high school, college, and several years into my marriage. Enter 2023 when I decided to come to grips with the reality that there had to be a better way to do laundry. Patrick Richardson would agree, and because of his book, Laundry Love, Finding Joy in a Common Chore, the way I think about, do, and feel about laundry has changed dramatically. I'm going to link his book in the show notes, and I cannot tell you enough about how valuable it is. If you know someone heading off to college, this book is a must. If you need an outside-of-the-box gift for newlyweds, this book is it. I'm going to share an extremely small fraction of the valuable lessons I learned through reading his book, and I hope they change the way you look at laundry and make you decide to dive further. I'm going to start with the foundation of what goes into our laundry baskets. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most of us wash our clothing way more often than we need to. For me personally, if I sit at my desk all day in a top and jeans working, I am not perspiring enough to warrant washing those items. I make a point to wear my tops twice before they hit the laundry basket. Unless I spill something on them or do an activity where I actually perspire enough that they should be washed. Jeans, I would estimate, get worn about six times before they hit the wash. There are jean fanatics that swear by never washing their beloved denim. They air their jeans outdoors or place them in the freezer to kill any bacteria. And while I love my J. Crew jeans, I am not so crazy about them as to not wash them. You may be wondering how I keep track of how many times something has been worn. For shirts and blouses, after wearing that night when I get undressed, I place the shirt back on its hanger but I put the hanger in my closet backwards. This way, when I go to get dressed the next time and I decide to wear that top, I'll see that the hanger is backwards facing and I'll know that that night I can place the shirt in the laundry. For bottoms, jeans, pants, or slacks, shorts, I rely more on my senses, three to be specific. One, do I see any stains or does the article of clothing look dingy? Two, the good old sniff test. Do they still smell fresh or at least are odorless? And finally, touch or feel. How do they feel when I put them on? Denim especially stretches out when you wear it, and at a certain point, my jeans start to feel loose or baggy. And oftentimes, this is when I'll place them into the laundry basket and select another pair. 
Which brings me to laundry baskets. I think having the right one is really important. And there's a few factors I think you should consider with a laundry basket. One is size. Choose a basket that will fit a small to medium load of laundry max. I so often see these huge laundry baskets that would hold two to three loads of laundry. And this makes it so much harder to stay on top of your laundry and often leads you to buying more clothing because half of what you own is in the hamper waiting to be washed. Second is material. While I love the look of a natural woven basket, you're asking for snags on your clothing. Selecting a basket that is smooth on the inside is really important. Johnson and I each have a woven rope basket with sturdy handles to make it easy to carry to and from our laundry room. I've seen some families use the collapsible plastic hampers color-coded for each member of the family, which I think is brilliant. Separate your children's clothing by colored basket and do their laundry separately. When the laundry is finished, place into the basket, and if they're old enough, have them fold it and put it away. Or, if they're not old enough to fold the laundry, have them at least put it away. And, if they're not old enough to put the laundry away unsupervised, maybe start with having them tell you which drawers and locations the articles go. This will prepare them to be independent, so once they are old enough to put laundry away themselves, they can do it. They know where everything goes because they've been directing you on where to put it for months or maybe a year before. Now, if you have multiple children, you're probably doing some mental math saying, me plus my spouse, that's two loads, plus my two kids, now we're up to four, plus bedding and towels, now we're up to six to eight loads of laundry per week. Assuming you're not sorting colors, which, spoiler, you should be, at least whites from darks, I thought the same thing when Patrick suggested in his book separating your personal clothing into five color-specific loads. And while I haven't gone that far, sorry Patrick, I did appreciate his reasoning for why we can do this and not spend more time doing it. Most normal cycles wash the clothes for approximately 60 minutes, which is far too long according to Patrick. He recommends washing every load on the speed cycle for 25 minutes with warm water and high spin. And I can tell you from personal experience now having done this four times a week for the past seven months that this method works wonderfully with one caveat. You need to be using the proper soap. Laundry soap, even free and clear, are jacked full of chemicals and additives that we don't need or frankly don't want to be touching our clothing. The reason we need this ridiculously long, aggressive cycle is to beat the aggressive detergent out of our clothing. From a health standpoint, I'm sure you can see why giving up chemical-filled detergents is appealing, but it should also be appealing because it is so much better for your clothing. Did you know that most high-quality textiles can only endure about 50 trips through the washer and dryer? Never mind your fast fashion clothes. I didn't know this until Laundry Love and the reasoning was presented behind switching to the express cycle on warm. Warm water is important because it helps to get your clothes clean. Without warm water, there's a very good chance that the soap is still in your clothing, building up more and more over time. Warm water dissolves the soap and gets it out from between the fibers of your clothing. But my clothes will shrink is probably what you're thinking. Don't worry, I was thinking that too, and I'm here to tell you that they will not because of what I've learned from Patrick. He wrote, Warm water will not cause your clothing to fade or shrink. Most washers use a four-step washing cycle, wash, rest, rinse, and spin, during this process of speed cycle, only the wash portion uses warm water, which means that your clothing will only be in warm water for eight minutes or so, long enough for you to get your clothes clean, 
but not long enough to cause shrinkage. Okay, back to Soap, because this was the second most life-changing aspect of his book. I have ditched gross chemical-filled detergent that comes in plastic bottles or dissolvable pods and replaced with soap flakes made from the laundry evangelist that are safe for both the environment and our clothes. These soap flakes are awesome. One soap that I can use on everything from synthetic athletic wear to wool and cashmere. Yes, thanks to Laundry Love, I can now wash these items in the washing machine. More on that shortly. But the soap flags are currently $26 for the bag, which will get you through 80 loads of laundry. And you only need one tablespoon per load, which is awesome. I can't believe it every time I scoop it, but the clothes are clean. Want to know what else I got rid of in our laundry room? Bleach, stain remover, fabric softener, and dryer sheets. Bleach is the biggest myth of them all. Want your whites to be white? Use bleach, right? Wrong. Patrick calls it the big white lie, and in short, cotton isn't bright white. When you buy amazingly white textiles, they have been treated with optic white dye, he says. Put bleach to those items, and you're removing that white dye. Once, twice, three times, and your bright whites will not be bright white again. Instead, Patrick directs us to use oxygen bleach as opposed to chlorine bleach, which I also order from the Laundry Evangelist website. Same idea, one tablespoon of this wonderful product per load will carry you through your whites for months. Shout, or OxyClean, was replaced with the Laundry Evangelist stain removing bar and simple laundry brush. And this works so much better than any of those products. I've used it to tackle sap, which if you've ever gotten sap on your clothing, you know how hard it is to get out. Ketchup, tomato sauce, chicken poop, yep, it happens, berry stains, and all sorts of others that typically would have made a textile a goner, but this stain remover bar has lasted and lasted and lasted. Honestly, I feel like I've had it since January of this year, and we're now in July, and I would guess that I'm like 120th through the bar, so it, it lasts a really long time, and it's the reason that we can use white cloth napkins in our house. Dryer sheets we replaced with wool dryer balls, which reduce the drying time by up to 40%. That's something else I learned in the book. And a little hack that I just love is putting a few drops of essential oil on each wool ball before tossing them into the dryer. The smell of our laundry is more natural and real, and it can reflect the seasons, which is great. I use lavender for sheets. I love jasmine on my clothing. I use mint and the doTERRA Breathe on Johnson's clothes, which smell delicious. Now, when I walk down the laundry aisle in the grocery store and smell that fake chemical fragrance, it's like too much to handle. I don't miss that at all. Earlier, I mentioned that I wash all of our laundry on the express cycle with warm water and high spin. I explained the reasoning behind the time and temp of the water, but you may be wondering why the high spin. In short, to reduce the wear on our clothing and textiles, which is actually twofold with the high spin. One, it's like the rotor ride you find at amusement parks where you stand around the circle against the wall and as the ride spins faster and faster, it uses centripetal force to secure you to the wall and then it tilts vertically. You know the one I'm talking about. You probably went on it as a child, threw up once, never went on it again. Same concept with our clothing. The high spin force stops the clothes from tumbling around and wearing down the fibers and weave with friction. This high spin also removes more water, which when you combine with the wool dryer balls means less time tumbling around in the dryer. Okay, now for the golden nugget, which is the reason I bought Laundry Love in the first place. You can dry clean at home. Yes, it is possible. 
No, it isn't hard. Let's start off by breaking down what dry cleaning is. Myth number two, dry cleaning isn't dry at all. The next several sentences are directly from Laundry Love because Patrick explains it so well. He says, the term dry cleaning simply means that it doesn't use water. However, it does involve liquid. The liquid solvent is usually perchlorethylene, also known as terachlorethylene, perk, or PCE. Perk is extremely hard on clothes. Even worse, perk is toxic to the environment. When exposed to the air, it evaporates, breaking down into other chemicals and eventually makes its way into our air, soil, and groundwater. Unfortunately, as of 2018, the EPA said it will no longer explore harms done by toxic chemicals to our air, drinking water, streams, lakes, or land. According to the International Agency for Research on Cancer, which is part of the World Health Organization, PERC is probably carcinogenic to humans. Studies have linked it to bladder, cervix, esophagus, and kidney cancers, especially for dry cleaning employees, those who live near dry cleaners, and people who use laundromats that have dry cleaning machines. In light of growing regulations against PERC, some dry cleaners have begun using DF2000, isoparaffinic hydrocarbon, a petroleum-based chemical that, while less toxic, is still considered a neurotoxin, just like perk, a poisonous substance that affects the nervous system. I bought Laundry Love because I love cashmere and wool, but hated the expense of dry cleaning. I had no idea about the health and environmental effects until I read the aforementioned excerpts from Patrick. So if that hasn't made you want to skip, quote, dry cleaning, I don't know what will. Maybe the fact that many dry cleaners are now switching to wet cleaning, which is what Patrick teaches us to do at home. Four items and you're on your way to carefully cleaned cashmere right at home. One, laundry bags. Two, diaper pins. Three, soap flakes. Four, a towel. Fold your garment and then roll it and place it in a laundry bag. Pin the bag so the item doesn't move around within the bag and create friction. Wash with light colors in your speed cycle warm wash with high spin. Remove the items and then roll them in a towel gently pressing to remove some of the remaining moisture. Dry flat on towel. How stinking simple is that? And it works. I've done it several times now with silk and wool and cashmere. All of those fabrics that expressively say dry, clean only on their stupid little tags. Don't listen to the tags. Listen to Patrick. Your sweaters, your health, and your wallet will be glad that you did. As I said... There's so much more valuable information in Laundry Love than I can cover in an episode. And honestly, really reading the book yourself is the only way to do it justice. Um, I've got it linked in the show notes through Amazon if you want to get yourself or a friend a copy. We talked last week about creating a wardrobe that works for us with those clothes we love and need to take good care of so that they last a long time. It's easy to do with a few simple swaps. So I hope you give it a shot. Until next week, happy washing, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Untraditionally Traditional. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with those special people who would love it too and write a review. For more tips and photos of my home and garden, follow Untraditionally Traditional Pod on Instagram. Until next week, let's continue to make our homes places of joy and service to ourselves and those we share them with.